episode of Chit Chat with Naira is sponsored by Digital Line Cinema. Digital Line Cinema is the first interactive digital studio in the state of Michigan, published by Icon Entertainment Empire. I am Naira Wene, founder and CEO of Simply Complete Enterprises, LLC, where we take the hard work out your passion. Simply Complete is a public relations firm that provides a full PR experience to our clients. We offer additional services such as business services, entity formation, assistant services, notary, workshops, infographics, resource tools, and more. For more information on Simply Complete, visit simplycompleteonline.com or call 309-420-3475. I do these chit chats for every type of CEO. There will always be a topic you or your colleagues can relate to. We are unfiltered, out the box, and have meaningful conversations in a relaxed business setting. So, you all, on this episode of Chit Chat with Naira, of course, we are talking about not being our own downfall, meaning you can't expect to get somewhere if every time you get close to hitting your peak, you're like, oh, no, I don't know what to do, or uh, maybe that's not right for me. So today, I have the pleasure of having my life coach and really good friend on here with me today, Miss Bria Collins. And just from personal experience, I can say going through her boot camp, yes, it is a boot camp. It's not a real boot camp as of yet, but I feel like it should be. So I hope that you all can help encourage her to take it to the next level because she helped me get through a lot to be able to elevate as an entrepreneur. So Bria, for people that do not know who you are, tell them a little bit about yourself. Mm, my name is Bria Collins. I'm from Flint, Michigan, uh, but I've been living uh, in the South. The reason why I say the South, I've been what Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Atlanta. Um, so I've been down here for like the last ten years. But I am a music executive, entrepreneur, and investor. Uh, um, I'm thirty. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it and you know i'm glad I mean, you like brought the your intro agent. to like you know <laughs> yeah like the intro to like what, what, did that i don't know that's always awkward yeah, i don't know because i don't have to introduce myself often simply because a lot of people already pretty much know for the most part so when somebody say introduce yourself i'm like oh what do i say it is crazy you said that because I'm but I'm really glad that you said your age because every time I tell people I have a life coach and a mentor that I feel like everybody need when you're an entrepreneur I think they believe it's someone like way older than me or something like that so it's a breath of fresh air when people hear your age because every time I say it they don't believe me they like no nah. the way you speak so highly of this individual they can't be young and I'm like so you can't be young and have wisdom to be able to help somebody. So that's, I'm glad you said it. So I was telling the like, individual. You know, <laughs> I feel like wisdom don't come with age. I've, it can, it comes with your experiences in life, you know, because I have, you know, let's be real. We, we have older people that are, that are not wise at all. Mm-mm. We have a lot of young people yeah. that's wise because it just, it comes with experience, what you've been through in life and, you know, things that you have experienced. And I feel like in my 30 years, I've been through a lot and I've experienced a lot, so. That is true. So have you ever been told that you might possibly be an empath? That can go any way. So explain your side of it. 
like so my you know saying like the being empath like people don't know it's like you know it's it's a lot of different definitions to empath so actually to be correct with you it's four different meanings of empath so i'm telling explain the wow referring to Look, I didn't know that. So now I'm interested in knowing all four after I explained the only one that I thought it was. So when I think of like being an empath, I say it's a person where you truly can feel what somebody going through. Like if a person is really upset about something, say they lost the loved one or they just really, really upset that like a deal didn't go through and you could really feel that. Like I really feel for them. Like you don't show pity or nothing on them because it didn't happen, but you could feel that emotion, even though they could be miles away. You could truly say, I truly understand what they're going through, not understanding it like I went through it, but you could just feel how they feel. I thought that was the only one for empath. So now I'm interested. <laughs> no, it's like, no, it's like, it's like one definition. What I was referring to is like, what sense are you talking about? Like, uh, like, like you say, feel, are you talking about like empath as touch, far as touch? Like, can you touch someone and feel it? You know what I'm saying? Can you touch someone? I would say body. more to um, more to energy. Can you like how you, someone? Okay, the energy. Yeah, yeah. like okay. how you be like, I could feel the tension, or how a person could say, like, I can, or they make it hear it in a person's voice. My biggest one is saying, like, you can always see stuff in somebody's eyes. Like, you know, if they happy, you know, if they sad. So I don't know now. So, yeah, now so you that's what I was thinking. asking you, because like you say, you okay. said see the visual. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I was saying when I was like that. It's it's really like only four. It's really like feel, touch, see. And, um oh it's only three i'm sorry wow because some people can feel it like feeling it meaning like i can be talking to you and i can just feel it far as like i mean no no actually it's here so here it was the fourth i'm sorry okay. i can talk to someone and i can hear it but feeling hmm. is like you not you don't hear them see them nor are touching them it's just in your spirit like hey, so yeah so yeah so all of them, you know, but as so on, I don't have to explain the other ones because it makes sense. No. And that um, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> the only ones that it don't touch is like, of course, smell. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I don't think I can smell the so, <laughs> so it just basically touch all your senses. Um, but to answer your question, yes. Um, I, I really feel like I can feel something from somebody. Um, I think that comes from to like just being in touch with yourself, like through meditation. Mm-hmm excuse me i'm big on meditation i'm more of like a spiritual being than anything um so just being in touch with um the universe and things of that nature like if something is going on with someone um i can feel it 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 don't have to be no one i'm close to it could be someone i've just known in my path you know um Mm. i do it i do it a lot like if someone comes across me and i feel a feeling and they sit on me like if i don't have their number like i'm type person i'll inbox you on facebook like hey it, it came across me and then I will wow. I will explain something to them, and they like you know what I'm saying they'll they'll instantly say back like wow I I really just was going through that like yeah I know it's it's a it's the touch you know and sometimes that scare people it freak people out I'm like it used to freak me out but I want to get to the point where it's like I tell I tell people you can't pick or choose if you end up being one of those people that is an empath but how do you get past the point of not allowing what other people are going through to hinder you from being successful and progressing as an entrepreneur. Because I know some days, even now, it still happens to me where I take on what everybody else is going through to where it drains me. And then I want to lay around and I do nothing. I can't push myself to work on stuff once I get feeling like that. Um, it's, it's, it's about the balance. Uh, mm-hmm. Balancing out your life 
and you know also not being that person like oh it's just all about me I don't care about you so you got to balance your life out and others at the same time so if someone is going through something you Mm -hmm. can't just put all your eggs in that basket over there and say, I'm going to help you. You have to still know how to keep yourself motivated, keep yourself going, because what good are you to that person if you fold? That's true. If, especially if, it, if, if they feel what, like they can talk to you, they admire you and look up to you. Right, yeah. Yeah, right. So what good are you to that person if you fold? You know, trying to help them through their stuff. Like That's like that's like me trying to help you through something. And, and I know you really need help, but far as like your situation i allowed your situation to let me fold now we both need help with your situation exactly now we got to find somebody <laughs> else to help both of us and at this point they like look laverne and shirley y'all better figure it out on your own because no nah. so i told i always tell people that you are my life coach and i'm sure that you like you said you sometimes reach out to a person even when you don't have their number how did you get to the point where you like, you know what, I'm going to take the people close to me that I know are entrepreneurs or they want to start their own business. How did you get to the point where you was like, you know what, I'm about to take you to the Bria Collins boot camp because I tell people all the time, I'm still in the boot camp and it started right when the pandemic hit where I really was like, it's time to get serious. What made you want to be that person that pushes people? Because I know we've all heard and anybody that's going to be listening to this podcast can totally agree with me. First thing people say is, oh, Bria's arrogant. She doesn't like to help people. But the people that know you will say, no, that's the total opposite. You could call her any time of day and she's going to help you or get back to you. What made you want to be that person? Like, well, not even want to be that person, like taking on that calling of saying like, okay, this is something that you are meant to do around here. Encourage others. Like, how did you get to that point? Um, I got to that point uh, when I realized basically helping people was my purpose. You know, a lot of people say that, oh, helping is their purpose. But I got to that point. Uh, yeah, I'm a creator. But mm-hmm. even you would know, like, I create for other people for the most part. That's true. Like, it's like I rarely create. Like, I can all these things that I do, I can create them for myself and go. But I prefer to create for someone else. And I'm not really in a happy place if I'm not helping or creating for somebody. Wow. Like, even when I was prospering in, like, early years when it was just me moving around, I used to tell people, like, that wasn't a happy place at all. It was it's just you. You felt selfish. I tell people you have to be selfish in the beginning to get to where you want to go. But mm-hmm. once you get to a place where you can help people, I'd, be like, reach back. Like, because it's not fun at all just doing everything all alone. It's not fun. I don't know who told people this. But it's definitely not fun. It's not comfortable. Like, just maneuvering through business or even life alone. You know, you always want people in your corner. You always want people around you. Though I'm helping people, I tell people, those people are helping me. Whether it's probably through a business venture or uh, mentally, you know what I'm saying? Or just being around. Someone to talk to. Someone to laugh with. That That's helping. Yeah, that's true. I said, it's a... It's a pleasure to be able to do business with you, but also be your friend because we bounce back and forth. We could sit here and have a whole serious business conversation and then be out of nowhere like, did you see the bishop dancing on TikTok? Like, or anything. And so it's good to have that balance. And I never thought about that. Like, wow, people, they say it's lonely at the top, but I guess it's up to you to not be lonely once you get out that beginning stage. Because like you said, what's the point? 
of being successful, being able to do this and do that, but then you feel alone. Now, have you ever went? Yeah, like through? what's the point of being successful? What's one of the stuff you can't share with people? What's That's the true. what did you do it for? That is so so true. Now, did you ever have like well, for lack of better words, a dark space where you did feel like, wow, I've became this successful and I'm lonely or I'm not happy. I could go out and buy anything in the world if I wanted to, but I'm still not happy. Did you go through that? Uh, not necessarily because I never got that. I never got to that point. Simply because I wasn't raised like that. We was also raised to help mm-hmm. and be givers. Like I tell people, I, I would give people my last before, you know what I'm saying? I let someone starve. I was just raised that way. Like my grandmother and my mother just instilled that into us to always help people. Um, and, you know, like I can only have $2. You know what I'm saying? I'll give somebody that I love a dollar and we both got a dollar. Versus wow. me having two dollars and just be like, you want to buy you want something? And I just buy you something for 50 cents. Like, nah, like if we go to the store, a dollar. And I've always been like that, even when we was little. Like, you know, you go to the store with your friends or whatever, like that. You got so much money, your friend don't have nothing. If I got this, we're gonna split it down the middle so we can get the same thing. Exactly. So if I'm getting a honey bun and a juice, you can get a honey bun and the juice too. Right. Because you my friend and I'm gonna look so, out for um, you. Yeah, so I I've never we've um so I never got to that point of like being in a dark place because I was alone. Like never had to feel that. That is amazing. I feel like a lot of people now, they not willing to admit if they was or wouldn't because we, well, I can't even say we, the culture as well as now social media, they make such a mockery off of mental health that a lot of people don't like to talk about it. A lot of people don't like to talk about, you know, if they're a spiritual being and, meditating and all of that because they never had somebody sit down and really explain anything to them and just talk about it so this journey of breathing what made you want to say to me and other people okay it's time to get y'all off this slump and get y'all over to this other side like what made you say enough is enough because I know from personal experience it was tough it was very tough at first. It felt like I said, this woman calls me every day to just attack my spirit and just make me crumble. Now looking back on it, I'm glad that it was like that. Like sometimes I used to be like, I'm not answering the phone for her. I am not answering the phone for her today because here come the BS and I don't know what she's going through, but I'm tired of it. Then I had to realize it. So what made you do that approach with us? Like, okay, let me put some fire up under their books. Cause I think you just had to do it to me a couple of months ago again. And I had to get myself back together. So that came about, uh, it's because I put myself through it. Mm. I, you know, like I, I put myself through it and I feel like it worked for me. Um, uh, I can say college. You know, like when you're getting down to that senior year and you're still trying to figure out like, okay, I'm going to graduate. What I'm off to do? What's next? Like you got to put yourself through that to to, to keep pushing you forward. Because if you don't motivate yourself, like really nobody else is. You have to be your own self-motivation. You know, how to, you got to know how to go. But a lot of people understand, a lot of people don't have that in them. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let me be it for someone else. And a lot of people don't think like that. A lot of people, you know, like we say, we live in a selfish world. Everybody's just thinking about themselves. So 
I was like, let me be that for them. But, you know, then, well, you know what, like, hey, I'm going to actually be honest with you right now, 2016. Um, Actually, it's when I actually first found out I was sick. I didn't go public with it until I was 2018. Oh, so wow. I sat on that for like two years. Yeah, I sat on that and for like two years. I talked to you majority well i did go mia when i put myself on maternity leave 40 weeks but that's nor here nor there that's another chit chat y'all about letting your kids be in your way but i never knew that like i just assumed like yeah. when we weren't talking stuff you was just busy i'm like oh she busy she traveling here she got to do this so i never knew i like, really like, thought like, you no, like i still i still i still did did that you know what i'm saying it just when it really kind of smith out of control was 2018 Oh, okay. but I always wow. knew, you know what I'm saying? Like I knew that, you know what I'm saying? That was when I first found out about, you know, the kidneys. That's when I, um, you know, but it wasn't like as severe. I was like still in that acute where it goes up and down and stuff like that. 2018 is like when it advanced to like chronic. Oh, okay. So, um, so that right there was like me putting myself through the boot camp of like, okay, I can't just let this stop me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let this own me, you know? And when I would say that to you, I'm like, whatever situation you're going through, you can't let it stop you nor own you. Because whether it's person thing, all that stuff, like you can't let it own you because you let it win. Now it's just me tell, I told myself that like, I'm not going to let this situation win. I'm not going to let this situation change my life. It's not going to change who I am. It's going to, you know, it's not going to mess up my mental health. None of that. So that was a bootcamp I put myself through. So if I, gave it to some I tell nobody I don't do anything to somebody that I never done to myself that is true you do tell us that <laughs> wow I'm just like wow I did, I never knew that like I knew like end of 2017 going into 18 like health here and there but I didn't I never knew that it started in 2016 I thought it just all came out of nowhere and that's that's even admirable right there to hear that because wow that's what six years of not letting your health get in the way of your career and a lot of people would have folded they would have been like nope I can't do it I want to say what was it two weeks after you got your kidney transplant you was like up moving around or was it less than or was it seven days and you was up yeah it was like a week yeah it was like a week um so I got my transplant I got the call on the 13th I got the transplant October 14th um Mm -hmm. Let me see. When I got the hospital for the transplant, like what October seventeenth? Yeah, because no, you wasn't no, at ho- you wasn't there long. It's like we looked up. And you yeah. said you was getting discharged. <laughs> yeah, so October eighteenth and the nineteenth, I was actually up walking around on my own. Wow, but it was like you know, what I'm saying it was like a pain, but it was like mm-hmm. me saying you can't sit here because the longer you sit, I used to tell myself all the time. Like, te- like yelling at myself in my head, like, you can't just sit here. It's going to get stiff. If it gets stiff, it's going to hurt worse. So get up and move around. So I'll get up and move around just a little bit. Um, but I didn't do too much because, you know, mm-hmm. of course, you, you know, I still had the stitches and stuff. You don't want to make anything pop or anything like that. Right. But just getting up, moving around, trying to eat more because, you know, transplant, you know, it was like you feel already like swollen. So, you know, you can't really eat how you want to eat, things of that nature. So I was really trying to eat right, you know what I'm saying, make sure I drank the water and stuff like that. Because, you know, like when you felt full, 
mm-hmm. it just made you feel like those stitches was about to just explode when your stomach get full. But wow. you still have to eat and drink the water. You know, you have to drink all the water to keep, you know, saying that creatine, your kidney creatine coming down. So, you know, it was hard. So, but it was just like in my head, myself, you know what I'm saying? I was pressuring myself, you know, motivating myself. Like, you got to do this. You can't do this, you know. Uh, days when I would just probably like lay in the bed and be like, I'm going to just lay here all day. I would just tell myself, like, get your ass up. What are you doing? <laughs> get up. That's, wow. Yeah, and I'm like, people... Like people don't know, like if they wasn't in your core team or like friends and associates and stuff, you used to literally be in meetings and on your machine at the same time. And that was a blessing right there to even be able to go home to do your treatment. To even to even to even back it up. I used to be in meetings at, at the dialysis center when I was doing dialysis at the center for four hours. That I is true. So yeah. Now I'm glad you brought up the dialysis center and uh, you know, you mentioned being an investor, you're a creator, you're a businesswoman, you all of these things, but a lot of people don't know how deep you are into giving back. Let's talk a little bit about some of those things you did to encourage some of your um, fellow associates that you will see at the dialysis center, because you did a few things while you were there to kind of help keep them in good spirits too, didn't you? Yeah, uh, so I was uh, there, I, you know, I didn't let it, you know, like I said, let it get to me, so I was always in good spirits. Uh, some things I used to do, um, when I first, you know, got there, of course, you know, you know, you had to get used to people. But when I started getting used to people, like before I even go to my seat to like sit down and stuff like that, I would go around the whole dialysis center and like have a brief conversation with all of them, you know, especially the ones I feel like that was down on themselves. You know, I said, I'll sit there and talk to them for a second, uh, simply because the process wasn't necessarily what they were going to. It was the fact that I'm going through this and I don't have any support. Yeah. So just you sitting that talking to those people and, you know, giving them that support, it, I can see the transition of them just lift up. You know, some people start coming there, you know, they were dressing a little better, you know what I'm saying? Some of the women in there that never was like really just doing their hair, they had their hair done, made sure they brushed their hair up a little bit, made sure their shoes was clean, their, uh, their clothes were clean, made sure their blankets and stuff stay washed, like, because they was giving up on themselves at first. But just wow. having that sense of support and motivation with them, it's like they kind of start turning themselves around. They start back going to their doctor's appointments and stuff like they were supposed to. Um, little things. You know, I um, I sit next to, uh, to, between two elderly women. And uh, I used to, you know, get my, either if I was going early in the morning, I would come with breakfast. Or um, if I was coming at lunchtime, I would go with lunch. I would always bring them something to eat because I could tell that honestly at home they weren't they weren't eating like mm. they were supposed to. Oh, okay. So uh, I would always like when I stopped and got food, I would, I would make sure I get them something too. Um, but like um, over time, the dialysis center, like the staff, like I even seen upper ups from that center, um, talk to me and they start asking me to come to the support groups just to talk to people and keep them motivated. Um, that were on days that I did wasn't there, you know, because okay. it goes by the days. So I was a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And then you have Monday, uh, Wednesday, Friday individuals. So the Monday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. Friday individuals that I never seen, I learned that those were more younger people. That was kind of like me. So going oh, to that okay. support group, you have those and then you have like a, young, a lot of younger people that would give up on themselves. Man. You know, and I'm like, and I used to talk to them like, you know, we too young for that. Like we still got a lot of life and you know, it's encouraging them that, you know, hate to say it, but we're, we're kind of like 
more advantaged than the older, the elderly, simply because right. we can get on that list and get a transplant. The elderly, nine times out of 10, they're going to get denied for it. Because their age and probably other health complications. Age, and- yes, especially if they're 65 and older. Nine times out of 10, a lot of doctors will not give that referral for that. Wow. Because they feel like it's some more people in this world that can have a, a, a kidney. Wow. Wow. So how was it, like, the process of the kidney? Like, did you have any, like, things that you was like, no, I absolutely don't want a kidney if it came from this, 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 and this, or you don't get a choice when it comes to a transplant? If you have a choice, um, I personally, uh, I tell people I was more blessed than others. Um, when I first got through with all my workups, that's like the, all the physical workups you have to do, the medical, you know what I'm saying, the MRIs and all that stuff to even get on the list. So when I got done with all that, you meet with the social worker and a nurse, and they tell you all the different types of kidneys you can get. I literally deny all types, but, you know, basically like, nutshell to put this in a sense for you, if this person wasn't just brain dead, like, I, I deny kidneys from people that potentially had hepatitis before, people mm-hmm. that potentially had HIV before. I denied the kidneys right. from the people that y'all just didn't know what was going on with them. But they'd be like, that you know makes sense. So if, so if a person, if they like, this person was clean or whatever like that, but we couldn't catch up with none of their family, I denied it that one too. Okay. So basically all high-risk kidneys I, I, I put on there, I didn't want none of that. So when I did that, they literally told me, they said, you know, this is risky you know you can be waiting for years for this i said okay i'll take the risk i'm not you know, right. i'm not i'm not i'm not at risk of dying right now i'll take the risk exactly i had got on the kidney transplant list july i think it, yeah, I think it was yeah i think it was july because you was really excited and yeah. you showed everybody your paperwork <laughs> your level so we knew it was time to be on the list at least yeah so uh yeah i was uh put on a transplant list july 2021 i got caught october 2021 and, and um i cannot forget when i got that call when i got to the hospital october uh 13th 2021 mm-hmm. that nurse that told me that it was going to take years i said them years came fast that's exactly what i said to her i would have said the same thing to her and i know her look was probably like wow like i pretty much came, told this woman fast. something that could discourage her yeah so that's a, not basically 90 less than 90 days and you got your kidney like and my day of wow. getting my kidney i ain't even gonna lie you know so i had my mom you know cracking up because we she just had made one of my favorites lasagna i'm just knew i was finna eat so when they <laughs> called me because before actually before I, I told you this before before that call remember they called me before that in september yeah but you had a so little my name had actually came up yeah, so my name actually came up within two months. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't go because I had just got my second dose of the COVID shot and I was having them side effects. Yeah. Of the, the fever and stuff like that. So they called me at literally the day I had went and got, the day after I went and got my second dose. That's when they called me. I was so upset because they called me like at midnight. And wow. then like, when I was talking to the lady, I, I literally, like, me and my mom had plans. Like, we literally about to tell them, like, you feel all right, you good. And when they get up there, they're going to do this little temperature. And it ain't going to be that high. They can go ahead and do their process. Literally on the phone with her, like, I literally puked. I was like, shit. 
So you couldn't even try to get it. But that might have been a good thing, I though. Even, I couldn't even try to disguise it. Yeah, you know. But that was that. Um, they called the very next month, though. Yeah. Again. I actually this remember. Time we was making lasagna. I was in a good mood. I was actually sitting in the window when she called. Because wasn't what we... Was, for. I can't remember. Was we on the meeting for Icon? Or was we just in the Icon group chat just talking about stuff? But I don't know where you like, about to go get my transplant. Like, we wouldn't go notice. No, I, actually, I remember this day. I was literally just talking to you. And I told you, like, hold on, let me call you back. Yep, that's what it was. Yeah, I was literally wow. just talking to you. And I said, hold on, let me call you back. And then I guess that's I never called back. You got to take me <laughs> yeah you slid in in the group chat on my way for a transplant like we were supposed to just say oh all right talk to you tomorrow <laughs> but I can say though you have an amazing mom because she kept us up well I don't know about all of us but she kept me updated from the time you got to that hospital to the time you came went into recovery she did not miss a beat and a lot of parents would not even reach out to like their child friends about anything that's going on with him and she did that and she did not have to like like she, uh, when we were on our way she asked me she said uh is there any numbers that i need to you know update and i just gave her everybody that was in the icon group i gave her everybody numbers in the group. Mm-hmm. i said if you could text this person this person and i kind of like put them all in there i said this person name is this this person name is this and you just kind of <laughs> update them or whatever um she did it she even did something that was, you know, dope to me because I felt like I know you guys would have done it too if y'all were mm-hmm. closer. But when she bought the card and the balloon, she put all y'all name in it as if y'all did it. Like, as, as if y'all, yep. y'all, y'all bought it. <laughs> I said, no, she didn't know she was doing wrong, it. But, you know, <laughs> like she mean, like, and that was what, you know, she, she meant it, you know. Um, but like I said, that goes back to like what I was saying earlier, though. It was just like how, how I was raised, like. Mm-hmm. The, the acts of kindness and helping and stuff like that that was just what we was raised on oh it definitely shows and i know people probably gonna be listening like so you mean to tell me you really had this woman out here being your life coach and she just told you that she was going through all of this do do you feel like helping others kind of help keep your mind off of your health definitely it actually helping others kept me going like like I tell people this, they say with my business, they say, how did you keep going? I said, I kept going through my team. I say, when I felt like I was, I got sick and I couldn't move around like that. I say, I put the battery in Shanara's back. I put the yeah. battery in, uh, in Rashad's back. I put the mm-hmm. battery in, in Brief's back. I put the battery in everybody's back to make them go harder. Yeah, that we way, needed I'm like, that. <laughs> the boat ain't going to sink nowhere you know what i'm saying nope. because if i would have went down and everybody else went down like the whole everybody's brand my brand everybody's brand would have just died wow i didn't even think about it like that but you're right everything would have and yeah, i don't even think we realized like yeah i was just man. like yeah putting the battery in my back and then it was like you know so i can't move around you know saying like i was before to even push my own self so that would have been selfish of me to have information that i can give other people that can actually move around and maneuver and get things done and just withhold it. That would have been so selfish. Actually, that would have been the most hate move you could do. Like, I couldn't even call nobody a friend. Like, I got information that can help someone prosper. And I'm sitting on this because I can't use it myself. You dang, you're that's, right. That's cool. That's, that's yeah. called a hater. That's definitely a hater. I think what is the other thing you always tell me? If your friends don't keep it real with you and they just like share your stuff just because and don't make you like 
really get it up to par. That's not your friend. They a hater for real then. Yeah, and you right. Because like, why would somebody that, that you call a friend or just not even just a friend, somebody that claim they support you, why would they sit back and allow you to waste your time? Because that's what you would be doing, wasting your time. <laughs> your time. Like, especially if I see something, especially based off experience, I see that and I'm like, that's not going to work. I'm not trying to scare you away from doing what you want to do. I'm like, nah, do it. Just do it another way. I've tried it that way. And it was clear that it won't work for nobody. So, and, and the reason I said it like that is because, yes, yeah, some things that don't work for me, I'm not saying it, don't, it won't work for somebody else. It will work for somebody else. It just, when somebody was clear, like, that ain't going to work for nobody, I'm going to let you know <laughs> that, that ain't work for nobody. <laughs> like, don't even waste your time on it because it's not going to work. So I have to keep saying me because, I don't know how other folks' conversations is with you when you do kind of help them get through stuff and put that umph in them. What were some things that you noticed in me with like put me through your boot camp and you know taking on that role of saying, no, I'm gonna truly be her life coach. I'm gonna really explain to her meditation. Cause I did draw an interest in meditation and it made me find out that all the time I thought I was very religious and I wasn't, I was more spiritual and I'm still getting into the whole concept of that but it's it's a great it's like a beautiful experience to really find yourself in all of that what were some things that you started to just notice in me like with this growth and even with still being on this like journey of trying to be the best version of myself um for the most part what made me started you on that was um i noticed a lot of your you know i'm gonna say it's your podcast your teacher a lot yeah, you of can your talk mental about health it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of your, your, your mental health, like, you know what I'm saying? When you would uh, express things about depression, I noticed a lot of that came from self-love. Wow. I noticed a lot of that came from self And it was really like, uh, like it, it, you could tell when someone kind of lack it mm-hmm. just based off the conversation, you know, some, some of the things they even say about themselves. Like you would do this thing where, uh, I, I think I called you out on it before. My eye looked lazy right here. I'm like, nobody was fucking paying attention to that. Yep, and I kept doing it. I think I did it about my lashes too once. And you're like, you have to stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, like, or you would say something about your hair. I'm like, will you stop pointing out the flaw? Like, nobody paid attention to that shit. Like, but you, you have to stop pinpointing that shit. That was the self-love. Because, like, most people, when they have a flaw, we ain't pointing that shit out. We like, whatever. This is mm-hmm. me. You about to accept it. If I got a lazy eye, motherfucker, this motherfucker been lazy all my life. <laughs> motherfucker been right. loving this motherfucker. <laughs> and I love this motherfucker. <laughs> yes. And I just did it uh, not too long ago. But it was more so in a way of like, I always thought I had a funny voice. Like, not funny, like hilarious, but like a weird voice. Like when nobody want to hear it. So now when people be like, no, Everybody you actually feel got that the voice. Way, though, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody feels that way though. Like nobody likes to hear themselves on the uh, the recording playback. Nobody. <laughs> like, man, I fuck? hate it. <laughs> like, so then having to edit your stuff, you like, I have no choice but to have to hear myself. I don't even like to watch myself still. Like, people be like, I oh, you did. I think you did express that before. You expressed yeah, that before, I don't... like the voice, and I really told you, like, girl, don't nobody like how they sound on the playback. That ain't no just no no you thing. That's a everybody thing. Nobody likes that shit. <laughs> But now it's like yeah, uh, you sound like Beyonce and shit like that, and then you play that shit back. You sound like us. <laughs> you like, wait a minute. 
like that is true like you just never know so you said you noticed some of the things I would say like about myself like the my own self critiques was something like okay yeah yeah it's, like, it's okay to critique yourself and things of that nature but you took it to another level and then it was like also like how you would get down on yourself about certain things I'm like you know that wasn't a big deal why did you just kind of tear yourself up over that and then you would like tear yourself up over like things someone else did like you can't control that that's true I did that a lot like you are you know you know like um let me see what else well maybe say I need to take you through the boot camp I ain't gonna lie you love life I was waiting for you to say I'm like I just did an interview with Peter Larry Lau, shout out to him. And the things I thought he was going to ask me that I've been waiting for people to talk about, he didn't. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Believe me. I done told everybody my business. <laughs> but you did. Yeah, so you it's like your serious. love life, you know. Um, like you you would call and say certain things to me. And I think one time I actually told you bluntly, like, you can't blame him. This is all your fault. Yep. You told me I wasn't tired yet. That's what you told me. Yeah, that I was told not you. tired yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is your fault. You know what I'm saying? Like when you used to, you know, so complain about it, you'd be so mad. And I was like, why are you so mad at him? Like you have to be mad at yourself for continuously allowing yourself to put yourself through that. Sometimes right. you got to hold, account- you know, accountability to yourself. Like, oh, yeah. you know, like Eric Tommy said before, you owe you. Don't nobody owe you nothing. You owe you. Right. You know what I'm saying? We always quick to hold other people accountable for things they did to us, but we never hold ourselves accountable for things that we do to ourselves. And you're right. You make the choice to sit there and continue to allow somebody to get up under you and trigger you. And just even because like I tell people, this chit chats are always going to be completely transparent. And you are so right. It got to the point. And if anybody follow me on social media, I'm sure y'all heard the recording. Y'all heard the recording. And that wasn't even the worst. That was just the one that I actually had said, hey, I'm recording you on. And it got to the point where I didn't realize I was putting myself through that cycle. It was the, oh, I'm done dealing with them, but then I go back and deal with them again. And now getting to the point where now it's like, okay, got married, marriage over now. I realized that a lot of people don't want to admit it. So I'm going to be the first woman, an entrepreneur to admit it. I think I was so lonely because I didn't have that self-love in myself that I wanted to feel something. And I didn't realize that I was keeping myself in this ongoing cycle to feel something. Yeah, it might have it, it was hurt, but I felt it. It was something I was feeling. Yeah. And that's not fair yeah, that's, to me or nobody. That's true. I think I told you that. Um, like when you mm-hmm. like when you first said you were engaged, I thought you were joking. I, I was so scared to tell me, you. <laughs> like I think when you first told me. Because you told me, like, before you put it on social media. When you first told me, I literally was like, shut the fuck up. Anyway, whatever. That's what yeah. I told you. I blew you off because I thought you were joking. Because oh I remember, real. and the reason why, I was like, because, like, just, like, a week before, it was mm-hmm. a whole blowout. You know it what I'm saying? Bad. So when yeah. you like, I'm like, engaged? I'm like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Anyway, I thought it was something that, you know, like, you you were waiting on me to, like, come up with a joke or something because we joke a lot. So I'm like, yeah, shut the fuck up. But... When I seen it on uh, the internet, I'm like, this motherfucker was serious. And I remember last time we talked, I bluntly told you. I said, I support you as a friend, but do I support it? No. 
Yep. And I I respected that. And I'm like, wow. And you and you know how most people be like, oh, I'm not happy with the person my friend is in a relationship with. So I'm not about to listen to none of their stuff or nothing. You were still my friend. You listened to me cry. You listened to me cry after I filed for the divorce. You, you know what? You listen to me cry a lot <laughs> now that I think about it. Like simply because it's like, you know what I'm saying? Even though like I, I'm a firm believer of just because you don't agree with someone, dude, that don't mean you can't be their mental support. I don't have to support the situation to support you mentally because that was mental support. Because think about it, you're going through something. And if everybody tapped out on you and say, Hey, fuck you, you doing Mm -hmm. this. Like you could have mentally spent all the way out of control. That's true. That's what a lot of people don't know. You know what I'm saying? You could have mentally spent out all kind of control. You know what I'm saying? So that was just like, you know, staying close to a person. Like, I mean, I might not like what this person is doing, but that's when I told you, like when you're tired, you're tired. You let it go. One day, and I think uh, that I recently, if I, I I think I recently just asked you again, are you sure? I said, yep. You even told me like it's okay. You even said it's okay if you uh get a divorce and then decide to work it back out, no matter how many times. And I'm like, nah. Yeah, enough is enough. I know. (laughs) I know people that has married the same person three and four times, like literally. Yeah. And I tell people, when you're tired, you, you know what I'm saying? You're tired. That's it. But until you're tired, you're going to continue to do the same thing, uh, the same cycle. The cycle is, you know, if everybody don't know the cycle, um, it's, you ready? Mm-hmm. It's the honeymoon and love abuse, honeymoon and love abuse. That's the cycle most people go through. And when we say it abuse, is. I mean like mental abuse, physical abuse. It, it could be emotional abuse. It's the honeymoon. The honeymoon always comes, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny why I say the honeymoon before in love. Most people think it'd be in love than the honeymoon. No, most people do this shit backwards. They have the honeymoon <laughs> before they're in love. That is true. So true. Which kind of can, you know, fuck up why like a lot of relationships are how they are. Oh, absolutely. And I never thought about it like that because you're right, you be so just because it's new, you happy, it's like that adrenaline rush, then shit gets real. <laughs> and then yeah. before you know it, it's and something else I've noticed, even just from dating and stuff, I always wanted to date the the damaged dudes, the ones that I felt like I had to had to save. And then didn't realize when me thinking that I needed to save them, they was just in the way of me like taking my business to the next level. People gonna think I'm crazy. But since I filed for that divorce and went through with ending the marriage, doors seem like they open every single day as an entrepreneur. And I never realized how much my love life could truly stand in the way if you don't have the right person by your side. Simply, not even not if you have the right person in life, but people out there can sense that. Mm-hmm. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier. People can sense when it's bad energy around the individual, and they just mm-hmm. don't want to deal with that because that trickles yeah. down over into you. Exactly. Um, and I'm big on energy. Like, if the energy is not right can't do it and that that hence why i don't like to do business with a lot of people not saying that you know saying a lot of people that i deny on business and things of that nature that what they're doing is not good because it'd be some amazing people out there like business while like they're amazing it just be the energy around them that i don't want to you know be involved with and I, re- I i wish more people you know respected people that are like that like they just want to protect their energy and peace at all costs yeah you need um, to though you have to do 
this got intense very quickly but this is what these chit chats are about they unfiltered and it's something for every type of boss so i'm hoping that this episode helps somebody no matter if it's just with your self-love if you land next to somebody and you're like dang everything they just talked about i think that might be going on with me what are some tips you could give people if they want to go ahead and start this journey of really not being their own downfall because i know i did it every single day it seemed like until like the middle of last year where i get right to that point of doing something then i'm like no i'm gonna just wait people might not show up like i downplayed it so much to where i never wanted to do the stuff again and then i just stopped doing it and was like okay i just gotta push myself and give it a try gotta talk to people what are some things people can do when they ready to get to the other side First, you have to just tell yourself, I'm going to do this and be honest with yourself. Don't tell yourself, I'm going to do this when you know you're not going to do it. Tell yourself, be honest with yourself and say, I'm going to do this. That's one. Mm-hmm. It's self-love. You have to build that self-love and like self-love and self-care. Let's just say that. And when I say self-love, like you can't have the self-love if you don't have the self-care. And when I say self-care, that's everything, you know, just either just getting up. I tell some people, you know, your day is better when you bathe fresh out of bed. Some people, you know what I'm saying, like the lounge around first. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. fresh out the bed. As soon as my feet hit, hit the flow, we're going to take a shower. We make sure we get the skincare together. We making sure we make sure our hair is not dry. Like all that matters simply because you're saying I, I care about myself. That's true. It's people out here that that, that don't do that. It's, it's a lot of people out here that don't even have skincare routines. I'm like, why not? Right. But, Man. you know, so it, it starts with the self-care, self-love, you know, uh, to get to the inside. Sometimes you got to, you know, work on your outer, you know what I'm saying? Make your make your outer appearance, you know what I'm saying? Appealing to you, not no one else. If you feel comfortable with your outer, you know what I'm saying? That self-love going to trickle in. But, like, self-love comes from, you know, just loving yourself within. I always tell people you can't be happy with someone else or with something if you're not happy with yourself and what I mean by whip something I mean like you can't be happy in a career if you're not happy with yourself you have to wow. you have to be happy with yourself in order to be happy with yourself you got to know yourself there's still a lot of people out here that don't know themselves. you got to get to know yourself find yourself and it's great getting to know yourself you know I used to hate going out to like lunch and stuff by myself and that was my favorite thing to do is to take myself to breakfast and lunch I love it like you y'all if you ain't never did it before it's peaceful (laughs) I tell people this all the time people think I'm weird or you know what I'm saying I say I either would go out to eat by myself I just prefer to still do that with my mother and my grandmother like I I don't know why I don't I don't like to go out to eat with others is that that weird Mm -mm. people I got told I was weird because me and my dad has daddy daughter dates and they like you too old for that and I'm like so you're not supposed to hang with your parents No, it's not weird. That's just a little point of not even weird. That 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 comment probably came from someone that I hate to say it that didn't have the 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 privilege of having a yeah. father in their life, so they don't know that you know that that is normal. Yeah, that's right. normal. You know, so so normal. It's so funny. I can say just now, um, because I I have a friend. I'm pretty pretty close to and it is so nice to hear a guy speak so highly of their father like 
sometimes you even hear them say, oh yeah, I, I act just like my dad with this or I'm literally my dad. And I've never heard a lot of men even do that. Like they so quick to try to talk crap or, oh, well, yeah, you don't cook like my mama or something, but you don't hear a lot of men speak so highly of their father. So it was nice to hear that. Like, wow, like it's people out here that love their parents and don't think it's weird for you to love yours. Yeah, you know, I, I always found that weird that people, you know, kind of tried to shame or bash people that had their parents. Mm-hmm. You know, like saying stuff like people say stuff to me like, oh, you're spoiled. I'm not spoiled. My parents just take care of me. Right. It's that simple. A colleague literally just said that yesterday about her daughter. Um, her daughter is a up-and-coming artist. And she was told, oh, she's too spoiled because she's not willing to go to the studio instead of work on her paper because she know you're going to take care of her. So you want her to tell her child, forget college, what you really like, you want to get out the way before you really focus on your music to go to a studio and she was told that her child was spoiled and did not know anything about life struggles who want their mm-hmm. kid to know about life struggles <laughs> like, Man, like I, I i really hate those people and i'm gonna say it like i don't really say i hate some often but i i can't say i really hate those people that feel like they want their children to endure everything that they went through like that's like, selfish I- you didn't like it you didn't like going through it so why you want your child to go through it exactly now do you feel like sometime parents like that that do want their kids to go through a struggle actually contributes to not being confident in yourself and not thinking you could achieve something because that's what you kind of felt like growing up like not you I'm saying but just other folks that did have those parents that was like no nah, I didn't have that so they don't need to have it could that affect you as entrepreneur I say yes but then again it's it's really more so this person is really still suffering from a trauma. Mm-hmm. They're, like they're, they're, they're trauma, like a child. Childhood trauma is a thing. Definitely. It definitely is. You, yeah, childhood trauma is a thing. A lot of people, you know, to this day can't talk to their parents. I'm like, you grown. Why you can't talk mm-hmm. to your parents about something? You you are grown. They still don't talk to their parents. They still keep it up. So I never understood, you know, I personally never could really get fully into that until I got older to really start looking at people's perspectives and things of that nature. Because mm-hmm. I've always had a tight relationship with my parents. Right. You know, and well, you know what I'm saying? Of course, well, recently, you know what I'm saying? Me and the father situation, but that that's neither here nor there. Right. You know, that was just something you addressing that and you keep pushing. But yeah. me and my mother always had a close-knit relationship hey i tell everybody like this i'm never leaving my mom i tell people that in a heartbeat i'm never leaving my mom she stuck with me forever i talk this mama's go on that (laughs) end of the house and go on here and do your thing but you stuck i don't know i don't know where you think you're going and i I tell people you know what i'm saying until somebody comes in and marry this woman she ain't going nowhere because sister child royalty i talk junk about needing a break but my baby knows she could live with me until she's saying, well, my mama didn't kick the bucket. Here I am, 60 years old. <laughs> like, you can live with me. Don't ever feel like you got to leave. Um, I truly can say, you know, I feel like things in my childhood and things that, you know, I might have had to be, got exposed to and stuff. It did go along with, like, me feeling like, okay, some things in me mentally are damaged, but I'm working through it. Um, we we talk a lot. I believe the first time I heard you, heard someone say it and I might have spoke about it on a podcast already but trauma bonding 
Mm-hmm. Can you touch on that a little bit for people that don't know what it is? Trauma bonding are people, it's simple. Well, it's kind of self-explanatory. Trauma bonding is when people bond through trauma. Like you guys, your relationship and chemistry is built off y'all, y'all shared trauma. Either whether it's something you guys went through together or whether it's, you know, something that y'all shared, you know, similar. Maybe you and this person, this person, you went through this thing in this in your past, and this person went through the same thing. Trauma bonding is that y'all bond off the trauma, not not love, trauma. That's what brings y'all close. And um, I feel like that's the most unhealthy thing because that that forms, as everybody calls them today, toxic relationships. Um, that forms a lot of mental abuse, emotional abuse, and things of that nature because just how y'all y'all binding off of it, y'all y'all are also using each other as as we say that's the metaphor as as each other's punch bag not physically but like emotionally mm-hmm. you're throwing off all your emotional emotion on this person that's true you know and they didn't even do nothing to you, you this is just the person that's there right now for you to just to unload all that on but yet again wow. how y'all keep this cycle going of y'all together and stuff y'all bonding over this trauma you know, and then there's people like, you know, saying the things that y'all been through together. Um, let's go back to you. Like we said before, you and your situation. Y'all was trauma bonded. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it was definitely trauma. You been through something? You been through something? Mm-hmm. Y'all been through things together? That that just mm-hmm. kept y'all there? And I'm like, that's unhealthy. This is definitely one toxic unhealthy. situation. Yeah. I had to, I always tell people, folks say, well, did you do it for you or what? I said, you know what? I got into the marriage for my child. I left the marriage for my child. When the... say that. I'm glad you said that because I was telling you that the long way. I said, you didn't do this for you. You did this for your child. And I told you that was mistake number one. <laughs> yes, you cannot do that, y'all. Even as entrepreneurs, like, and I'm still struggling with that now. You can't do everything for your child. Like, it is okay to do some stuff. But I got in that marriage for my child. I put a pause on being an entrepreneur for my child because all I wanted to do is focus on being a mother. But I have to still commend her because now my child is the, I got out of the um, abusive relationship and now I'm pushing myself to get up every day and do stuff. And you even got me to do that because you like, I have to wake up every day. Like, how am I going to feed my child? So I went from it being like my my crutch of saying, oh, I'm going to stick with doing this or I'm not going to be the best version of myself I can be. Oh, because I'm a mom or, oh, she needs her mom and her dad in the household. Now it's a, shoot, what if I I was to lose my daytime job? I still got to be able to feed her. So I have to be an entrepreneur 24-7. Like, and I believe I told you before, like, and I think this is what made you kick up and really start, you know, saying with your business. I was like, before you had your child, you had a business. So your business, I would tell people that was your first child. You know what I'm That's saying? That's true. You know, I used to tell people, like, so when you're not working for your business, it's like you're neglecting a child. Mm-hmm. This child over here is hungry, y'all. Oh, yeah. I want to say. And I tell uh, what mothers all the time, just because you had a child, that don't mean you're not a woman anymore. I don't know why people feel that. Because think about mm-hmm. it. When just as well as you as a mother it was a father involved that don't mean fathers stop being men because they're fathers right but when women become mothers it's just like everybody in the world want them to stop being women like nah it's still a woman at the end of the day right she got goals she got goals she got needs everything 
Exactly. I think I stopped everything. I was celibate for a minute. I stopped going out. Yeah. I stopped going out for a while. You told me I was so happy when you started going out again. <laughs> I stopped doing everything. Yeah, because like, me personally as an individual, I never really went out. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. never was my thing. But I understand other people enjoyed it. And I felt like at a point in time, that was something you enjoyed. So just to just see yes. you waddle in your own mental, I'm like, she got to get out. Like she got, sometimes some people got to get out. That's how they clear their head. That's how they spread their wings. I'm like, she got to get out and spread her wings. She really got to do it because that was what was making your mind race. You was bottling up mm-hmm. and just closing yourself in within these four walls. Like, now nah, you got to get out and get you some air. I had to. And something else I stopped doing. I don't know if I told you yet or not, because I don't think we had a, a life coach session in a while because I just been kind of staying afloat and doing everything. But I actually watch TV now, like really watch it. Like, really be like, okay, I can't keep overworking myself to stop thinking of the stop myself from thinking about stuff. Like I'll be watching TV. I got that's a bad time. <laughs> that's, I'm ever saying I'm different from me because I don't really watch TV as you know I only watch sports and like movies and I only watch yeah. movies for creative purposes. Like I've been actually and like if enjoying I watch a TV idol time. show I, I think I yeah I just keep up with like TV shows for like creation purposes because you know like I said yeah. I have uh you know the film company so we just keep up with like creative purposes and things that people are liking so other than that that, that's new to me i don't really watch tv now well i I always yeah like i watch some stuff i always laugh because you know a lot of well if anybody has ever listened to any interviews or anything you talked about or even paid attention sometime when you post on social media what you say you're a creator you're a songwriter too and i keep laughing when you tell me like yeah, I've used some things you've talked about and flipped it to a different perspective. Like, how is that <laughs> knowing that, like, your friends, really, you could really take it? Because I laughed when you told me the song, when you told me the part of it, I laughed so hard because I wouldn't have never caught it. Like, but then I was like, oh, I could relate to this when I heard the song, not knowing, like, uh, does she just flipped, like, something that you had experienced before like and no y'all it wasn't about abuse okay the song is not about abuse before y'all start thinking it but um i'll tell everybody was it's 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 probably everybody's favorite song right now on tiktok uh king george keep on rolling um yeah the the bottom half of that hook was me the you know what i'm saying the you know one monkey don't stop no show that was where that came from that was (laughs) like you know that's that's how I was feeling like I wanted to tell her that so bad like why are you tripping over this 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 joke here because that's what monkeys exactly. are they play around <laughs> they, they kick around you know what I'm saying like like you know what I'm saying but that one basically like it's it's more my, that was my way saying it's more monkeys out there this one ain't finna stop shit like go find mm-hmm. you another one yep you know what I'm saying? Go find you another. If, I mean, if you want to continue on in the circus act, go find you another. But don't let this one stop you. And um, that was that. You know what I'm saying? It was another. It was more songs, though. It was. It was wow. more songs. Look, now I'm sure. curious. I'm gonna be it was like, more. now I want to know because it's probably stuff I'll be listening to, and you probably be cracking up. I probably didn't posted the songs and my stories and everything, and never knew it was about me. But and that's okay. Like a lot of people be like, oh, how can you? Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. Man, I, I'm gonna call you like because it's okay, not now I wanna because know. basically like because it's not like it was like bluntly just like oh this is specifically about her like you yeah. but at the same time it's like it's so many not even just women it's so many other individuals going through these things yeah and so I'm writing it out for you 
Mm-hmm. Like, because people don't realize music is truly a form of therapy. Like, you can listen to something. It really is. Even as an entrepreneur. music. You did tell me that. Like, that's a good way to meditate. Meditate to music. Like, like I can't. Like, I tell people I don't meditate silently all the time. For the most part, I meditate to music. Wow. I tell people, it's like crazy. Like, if I'm getting ready to start a consultation, I need, like, that like music that's like okay i'm about to go get it like and it's usually music talking about you know being a street pharmacist we know i'm not but it's the motivation in them type of songs you say that <laughs> what songs are they though <laughs> i want to know like, what songs are they so y'all gonna think i'm crazy like if if i'm just like oh i know i'm about to go into this consultation all i'm gonna have to do is talk for about five minutes and i know they locked in i gotta listen to some money bag i don't know what it is about money bag that make me feel like can't nobody tell me shit i'm about to be able to lock this deal in none of that when i want to work on some stuff and i need to like really knock out projects i have to listen to more pop smoke i need that drill music to get through it but if I'm just like checking emails and stuff, that's when I need the R&B. I need the blues. Like I'm mellowed out. I'm not rushing to get something done. I got the time to schedule things out, organize all of that. But I don't know what it is about money bag. Well, lately it's been money bag and big boogie. Big boogie really been making me think that I'm just out here just, I'm the shit. Like who going to tell me I ain't the best publicist ever? ever? Like. Man, shut up, Shout out to my guys, man. <laughs> but uh, so you don't have songs that you just like. Like I have three, maybe four songs that I listen to every morning that they're in rotation. Like the balance of them, it's off. Like when I say the songs, I don't listen to them back to back. It's like they spread out through the morning. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, when I first get up, I like to play Anthony Brown something good, which is a gospel song. But it's mm-hmm. like gospel, but it's not really like straight gospel. It's like encouraging, telling you like something good is about to happen to you today. You know what I'm saying? Like the song really say that email on the way, that phone call is on the way. You know what I'm mm. saying? So I listen to that to just stay motivated and keep, you know, keep going. Um, that's that's fresh out the bed. Like before I even get out, I slap the headphones in, let that play. You know what I'm saying? So while I'm setting up everything to get in the shower and stuff, that song is playing in my ears. But after I get out and I'm finna sit down and start, you know, working and all that stuff like that. Oh, I gotta play Jeezy Grind State. Cause that song telling wow. me stuff like I can make a meal before twelve today. Like you know, what I'm saying it's motivating me to say like I can do this one day. I can make a million in a day. And then he turns around and say I can make a million by twelve today. So like that's motivation. Ooh. I gotta listen to that one. Jeezy Grind State. I'm starting my day off at four a.m. with and that then one tomorrow. And then it's tell and then it you know and then it tells you know also says in there too like you know what I'm saying like you say you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna let y'all fuck up my grind state like no matter what I'm gonna stay focused. No matter what's going on around me, I'm staying focused. That's one. And then uh money bag, yo, me versus me. That's my shit. <laughs> like, yeah, like that that right there is like, hey, it's just me. I, I'm not competing with nobody. I'm competing with the virgin yesterday. Me. Me yesterday. Yeah. I say that to and, myself every day. When I'm competing with me yesterday. And it's funny because we basically just we talking about hip hop. And so many people always have a negative perspective on the hip hop culture. So to be able to sit on a podcast and have a guest on here where we're talking about gospel and hip hop music, motivating us as entrepreneurs, that's that's something totally out the box right there because I think I did it when I first started my business. I was like, oh, I have to be this way. I have to be that way. I have to be able to 
talk only a certain way. Oh, I can't listen to this music. Oh God, I cannot drink. Like, no, you can still be yourself. What's the point of being an entrepreneur if you go sit there and say you only can do this, 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 and this? You might as well go work for somebody then. Because what fun is that? Like, no. Nah, it's no That's fun me. in it. At you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, 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 everybody know me. Like, I'm, you know, I'm very unfiltered. Mm-hmm. And people always tell me that. They're like, how you have a brand you're like this? I'm like, because I, I run the brand. It's my company. Exactly. I'm not just the CEO. I'm the founder. And I always tell people that. Like, you do know the CEO can get fired, right? So when people be out here tomorrow, I'm the CEO. You know you can right. get fired, right? Right. Remember so Papa John? I tell people, I'm the founder. I'm the owner. I'm the CEO. Exactly. I'm everything over here. So I can do what I want to do, you know, and I'm not really caring about caring about other people's perspective. So if I make a statement and people are like, I'm not going to support your company, my, my statement to them back is I didn't need your support to start with. If that exactly told you, I, me being myself told you, I'm not going to support, you're not going to support my company. I don't it's need you. Funny. I don't need that support. I just turned down a vendor event because everybody know me and my daughter, we have a business together with the snow cones and slushies and stuff. And I turned down a vendor mm-hmm. event because they was like, only the business owners can come, no kids allowed. And I said, well, we won't be there to do fun ice. And the guy like, well, no, I want the fun. I said, no, you don't because my daughter is on the paperwork. So she can't be there like, and she's the she's founder the of her own business. Owner. Yeah, like it's her yeah. business. Like I'm just on it because she's not 18, but that's her business. So if the founder can't be there, we won't be there. All money ain't good money. We'll be okay. It's other vendor events coming up, but it's crazy how people really do try to dictate it. And that could that could mess with your mental right there sometimes as an entrepreneur and make you want to give up. Like, what if I let every person that said they didn't want me around because they didn't want to work with somebody with a kid? What if I would have let that stop me? I wouldn't be nowhere. Like, I'd just be working my little nine to five and sitting on the couch watching unnecessary reality shows. I mean, I do like reality shows, but you know where I'm getting at. Like, it, you can't let people stop you. So when are you going to officially yeah, become me. a life coach? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to. That, that, you, you do know you got to go to school for that. I ain't trying to go back to school. I already finished that. Man, I wish you would go back. Oh, no, I don't know. Because, you know. Classes. I guess I can't be selfish and stuff, you know, because we got to be out here want to help each other. So I can't just be keeping all of your motivation to myself. But something else you all that she do, and I'm going to let this woman get back to her busy life of creating. She even send out motivational texts to people. She'll send you a song to listen to. She sent me a couple of playlists. Like, it's so many things you do behind the scenes just as a genuine person that never get light shed on them. Hell, two years ago, you bought my laptop so that I could be able to do more business stuff and not have to bounce around from different devices and all of that. And no one sheds light on it. All they say is Bria the mogul or quote unquote, Bria the arrogant person that don't help nobody. Like, I know you probably get an email every day of somebody soaring up and down. You ain't never helped some get somewhere and you this and that. And you're not. <laughs> Yeah. And, and you know what? Normally, uh, you know, I used to kind of let it get to me. I don't let it get to me now simply because I notice the people that say that it's people that never actually work with me. Mm-hmm. All the time. It's always All somebody that never worked with me or somebody that's always been scared to reach out to me. So I'm like, how can you say that about me when you were always scared to work, reach out to me? Because I get that a lot too. People say, yeah, this person said this about you. And then it was like, well, nah, she ain't do me like that. You know, and then they turn around and ask the person like, like, did you reach out or? Or is this like what you did on speculation? I ain't never reach out because this is what people said. 
they like, well, that was your loss then because you never reached right. out. <laughs> like, you got to like, reach out. And then, it's, and then it's like you have those people that, you know, expect me to just reach out to them because they're doing something or they have a certain momentum. Like, this is not how this works, you know. I'm not that person that just reach out to everybody because they have some type of clout, momentum or something for me now. I will support you, share what you're doing and all that stuff like that. But until you reach out and say, hey, this is what I need for my business or this is what I need help with, I'm going to stay my lane. Now, I have to really genuinely and all the way be like, yo, what you doing can really do something, do something where I'm reaching out to you. But at that point, when I'm reaching out to you, I'm reaching out to you as an investor and entrepreneur, if you know how that goes. This is not exactly. really life coach or <laughs> mentor guardianship. This is business. I want to invest in this here. I'm trying to make money with you at that point. <laughs> and her tone of so, voice changed. <laughs> yeah. I think it was yesterday we had a meeting and we did our meeting. It was a nice 30 minute meeting. And out of nowhere, she was like, okay, so meeting over now. And I'm like, you know what? This is why we get along because how you gonna announce the meeting over with but sometimes you have to do that though say like okay we serious like we about to really get this stuff did but i appreciate you i know other people appreciate you i'm sure all of the listeners go appreciate you every time they could go back and listen to this chit chat if you could leave everybody with just a few words of encouragement what would it be um count on yourself always bet on yourself um Stay encouraged. Um, like we say, success starts with self-love. You can't really succeed if you don't love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, you can't love what you do. Amen, sister child. And on that note, you all, this has been Chit Chat with Naira. Thank you, Bria, for coming on this episode. And remember, people are going to talk, so give them a reason to mimic your dope. Everybody stay blessed until next time.